Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hola, mi gente. This is Ish. And this is DJ. And this is... Better Let, Let Me, me tell, tell You. Dale. finish up the hummus so are you done with your hummus i am done with my hummus but i'm okay. not quite done with my vanilla latte oh dios mio any day now we could begin our episode recording listen it's the fault of sabra <laughs> i like fresh hummus well i mean yeah me too but if i can't have fresh hummus no I'll... you know that to me there's an alternative if i can't have fresh hummus from like a real mediterranean restaurant i'd rather not have hummus at all so you only have hummus from greeks from a Mediterranean restaurant. Yep. I will not buy Sabra or whatever in Publix. Or... Nerds Okay. That. Anyway, welcome to episode 35. Yes. These episodes are going to be our age. Oh, shit. It's like four years away. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, four episodes. And four we, have, we have a really fun episode. We, we do. We have um, coming up later in the show, we have an interview with Yamio Piedra, who is freaking hilarious. Yeah, we've loved Yamio for years. And for years. the opportunity to interview him, so it's great. And he's both a very um, well-known local comedian, but he's also been exposed on the national level. Yeah, recently he's in um, Bodega de Pasión, which I'm sure... Yeah. Most, if not all of you, have already seen on Facebook Watch and across all of your social media platforms. And now with with Halloween coming up, he did a movie appropriately in, 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 yes. <laughs> titled uh, Trigo Three. Because what else would you name a movie from based in Miami? Based in Miami, Miami about Miami. Halloween. So that uh, interview is coming up, and we're really happy to have him. He's super excited. He was so good. He was a great guest and he yeah. was so um just so all around nice you know yeah yeah it was just one of those like adages of the comedian who when he's not on is mm-hmm. is just kind of a normal person yes you know? this shows the signs of a true artist exactly <laughs> that and i think he wore a beret <laughs> so anyway let's start a little bit with hot topics and Ooh, although yeah, hot topic. you know 
the interview with Yamil is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to actually start off with a topic that's not fun whatsoever. Taxes. But it's... I don't know how our <laughs> listeners will feel about having an IRS. <laughs> we, we need to have an IRS episode around April. That's true. <laughs> Which at my father. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing against your father, but I don't know if that's the demo we're going for. But anyway, so have you heard of the Willis family? The Willis clan? Rumor, Tallulah, and the other one? That was a... <laughs> Scout. Scout. <laughs> Rumor to Lula and Scout. <laughs> is, it, is, that wrong, is that the wrong answer? <laughs> so the Willis family, no relation to Bruce Willis, oh, okay, okay. Um, also known as the Willis clan, was a musical family, well, is a musical family, because um, they're not dead, <laughs> that um, they came on the national stage on America's Got Talent. So basically, they are 12 kids Good ranging Lord. from toddlers to, you know, um, adults, okay. oh, right? Oh, okay. um, and everything in between. Okay. They are musical. Uh, like Von Trapps. Family. Yes, they were okay. considered the American Von Trapps. Okay. Uh, some of them sang, performed, danced, um, played different instruments. They were quite the spectacle. And they went on America's Got Talent. I don't believe they won, but obviously they got enough attention okay. that they... Um, they got a show on TLC. Oh wow! So now it's just like them and the Duggars. Well, I'm I, I'm getting there. Okay. So the show ran, I think, from like 2014 to 2016. Um, oh, around that time. Why have I never heard of these people? Yeah, it ran for a couple of years. It was very successful. They were very well known. Um, they made their circuits, you know, around like the Today Show okay. and okay. Good Morning America, and they were all over the place. And they had 12 children. Okay. So it was a mom and dad and the 12 kids. And like the Duggars, mm -hmm. they put on this face a very traditional Christian oh, family. Oh, Christ. No pun so, um, so, you know, that was their shtick. Okay. Until oh, no. 2016, the father is arrested oh, God. for um, sexual misconduct of his daughters. Criminy. And apparently it was pretty bad. So not misconduct. No, I mean it was abuse. Abuse, okay. yes, sexual abuse, severe sexual abuse of the the eldest daughters, and um, it was one of these situations that this went on for years, mm -hmm. and obviously each individual girl was sworn to secrecy, right. so she never told the her sister. One. And obviously everything that comes with being a child who is yeah. abused, you know, the self-esteem issues, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, internal conflict, right, of course. Um, you know, they didn't, again, they, they didn't know that the abuse was happening. Each girl felt guilty that, you know, this was it was their fault. And, um, he was also physically abusive to the boys. He gets arrested. There is an FBI investigation. Now, to be fair... Did TLC cancel the show because yes. this happened? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I think that when this happened, the show was on, like, hiatus. And never came back. And okay. never came back. Um, so, he's arrested, mm -hmm. and he got, I believe, 40 years in prison. Wow. And, um, you know, obviously, when this type of thing happens, everything comes into the light. The wife says, because then everybody was, like, pointing at the mother. It's like, how right. can you not know? And the mom says that she was also abused by him, both sexually and physically. Psychologically. And, and all that. Yeah. So, they're effed up. And again, so this is like a the, rain image, of terror. the image that they 
showed was this, you know, Christian family values together family. We have twelve kids. You know, right. the, the, the modern up, day yeah. American bum traps. Yeah. Um, so they were very much in the realm of the Duggars, okay. right? Which we also see the Duggars have their dirty little secrets. Their well. dirty, dirty little yeah. secrets. Yeah. Um, because not only with the Duggars did Josh Duggar get um, was accused of molesting and inappropriately touching his sisters, they tried to then to cover it up. Right. And they were trying to not let it be dug up. Yes. So you know the. Question. Okay, that, like, where's this talking point that we have with, with them in particular and, and part of the Duggars? Mm-hmm. What do you think of these, like, especially with TLC, because the Duggars were also on TLC, mm-hmm. these, like, ultra, like, conservative, you know, um, this in these shows, these reality shows of these families Look that how we give, live. An, give an image that right. is completely unrealistic? Because let's, let's, be, let's be very honest. The Duggars, you know how I feel about the Duggars. I would watch them on purpose to get mad and want to throw something at the TV. You know, the Duggars, that's not realistic, you know, the right. way that they lived. And, you know, you could live the whatever way you want, you, want, right? you know. And it, so long as you don't hurt others. So long as you don't hurt others. So, again, both all these families were very... You know, it's a hypocritical issue because they were very like they projected one image in the reality. Like for example, the Duggars, in specific, were very against um, same-sex marriage, Mm -hmm. and they even went on one of those robocall campaigns where like the Duggar mom, um, whatever her name is, was like calling people and you know, know. you know, uh, same-sex marriage. Many kids. Her name has to be Gapy. (laughs) The same-sex marriage will you know you know it's perversion. It's perversion, and our kids they're gonna come and take the kids at night. And meanwhile, look at what's happening under our roof. So what are your thoughts on these like ultra conservative like shows and and re- reality shows in specific? I think it's interesting because number one, there's no such thing as a reality show. All those well, reality yes. shows, no, the, like the Kardashians will tell yeah, you. But let's start, you know, down that route. There, all these quote unquote reality shows, to a degree, are scripted, or there's a narrative for that season, or you know, there's always an angle. I think the fascination with people of, of that type who seem to project this goody goody image, for lack of a better way of putting it, mm-hmm. is that because we live in a world that is more and more, at least, appears to be with our constant news cycles and a constant, you know, uh, viral videos and shares and things like that, it appears to be so much more violent and appears to be so much darker than. Mm-hmm either the way it used to be or the way that we remember it being, Mm -hmm. I can understand the desire to want to find families like that. To find family-friendly programming. uh, Yeah, who who show you, you know what, the world's not that dark. To find the the real-life Waltons or... Yes, yeah. That's a perfect um, way of putting it. Little House on the Prairie. You know, it's like, you know what, things aren't that bad. Look at these people. They've managed to hold it together. So I think that just on a human level... There's a need or a desire to to keep that hope alive that mm-hmm. this is still out there that it still exists. Right. No, I understand so that. That's why I think it's still popular, and I think these you know these channels do it. I think on some level too. There's a demographic or an audience that is would be right. well. There's an audience for, for that. It. Absolutely, for that. and it's proven itself to be very well, very well, and very lucrative. Look at um, Home and Gardens HGTV mm-hmm. with uh, Chip and Joanna. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
they are not too overt, but they are like, look at us, and we have our children, and we're so happy with this mm-hmm. giant warehouse of things that I buy in hopes and that I'll silo. use it one day. Yeah. Why is that successful? Because they're not bickering. Because, you know, they just look like, aw, shucks. We like each other. I yeah. understand that appeal. Unfortunately, sometimes due diligence doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. Also, in this particular case of the Willis, I don't necessarily know what due diligence would have brought up. Because if everybody was... If the only people were being affected were keeping their mouth shut, then who, who um, was somebody ask? close to them, somebody close to them, um, actually contacted the FBI because they thought there was something um, off. Off, okay. and the FBI started questioning them. The FBI, like that's what yeah. I thought was interesting. That's like, yeah. well, the are they FBI, in the news? I'm not, I'm are not, they in the news now? Because why? Is actually, this? they were on Megyn Kelly this week. Oh, this week because okay. they. Um, they released a new album, the Elder Ones. They're okay. six, um, six of the twelve. They released a new album. Not a baker's dozen. <laughs> and they're gonna go on tour, and so obviously they're promoting that. But they're also ta- obviously they have to talk about the thing. <coughs> Can we talk about the fact that? Ooh, <coughs> I'm okay. dang! You, okay. You're coming down with something, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Can we just talk about a fact for a second that Megyn Kelly has gone from hard news to like, and here's the Christmas album, and I which think it's you terrible. know she hates. I think it's terrible. You know that that is against everything in her being. I think it's terrible. She does like cooking segments, and you can tell she feels so <laughs> she uncomfortable. Care. But she that's not care. her. She's hard news. Yeah, she she, she's always been hard news, and she's very good at that. So I, I, just, I don't know. But, I love it. But anyway. I mean, I, yes, I agree 100% with what you're saying. I just, I, you know how I feel about mm-hmm. people, whether it's a, a reality TV show, right. whether it's social media, whether it's your coworker talking. You know how I feel about people who want to project, you know, that they have a perfect, happy family right. in life. It's like, you generally probably don't. And that's fine. And that's, no, that's fine. totally okay. And that is fine. <laughs> but, but the problem is that when you put a... Do you think it's because we live in this social media insta world that people before people always had to keep up with the Joneses, right? And now they have to keep up with the Joneses, the Juanchos, the you know Giovannis, the like they got to keep up with everybody on a global scale. Your your social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever, is the best version of yourself, and we're all guilty of that. Yeah. Well, maybe you're not. I'm not. <laughs> You keep it authentic. I keep it very authentic. I mean, for better or for worse. I mean, I, I do choose my angles. I do, you know, certain... I know what my angles are in my lighting. But right. I also am you, not opposed... You could, you could take... You are the king of selfies, but you can't take a picture for the life of you. But that's a whole other conversation. Um, well, because I'm vain. I can only take but, on myself. But, like, for example, these people, whether it's the Duggars or the Whoever. Willis clan, how different are they from the Kardashians? Because everybody, you know, everybody criticizes the Kardashians and all that but the Kardashians is a manufactured reality it's not reality they're putting out an image that's not we all know it's not real so how different are they fair enough but I think and you may want to stem back because lightning might strike me dead as I say this comparatively I think the Kardashians are keeping it real in the sense of for instance for instance you've got like a Chloe who just says shit off the top of her head? Now, obviously, to and a you don't think that that's, that's part of her shtick. No, it's part of her shtick, but she's not trying to project the image of perfection, mm-hmm. and that's where I have more of an issue with one than the other. Because her image is not to be perfection. But I'm, I guess, I'm okay with that. 
because okay. I can ex I can accept people who are saying and, I'm and not Courtney's perfect. Courtney's is to talk in long pauses like oh my god like <laughs> I am never going to speak to you again Kim that was so mean man for somebody who doesn't watch that show and doesn't like them I, I thought I thought Courtney's thing was um just being famous without having a discernible personality. Mm -hmm. Well, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just again, I'm very weary of people that project in a, you know a a real um, uh, like a pristine and perfect life. Yep. And I'm you know I you know my opinion. I think that. that you know whether whatever religion you're you're in or your your faith is. That's not a religion thing. That's it's that's not. you know it's great. But I also think that people that shove. You know, a lot, you know, everything they do is they have to tell you that it's religious based. I also oh, find that like, really weary. It's like they're selling Herbalife. <gasps> oh my god! Let's talk about CrossFit. Let's talk about Herbalife. Let's talk about Herbalife. Okay, listeners out there, <laughs> we're about to take a turn for the we're, what? We're, we're, we're taking a turn. We're taking a turn. I'm so glad you brought up Herbalife. Okay, I love how people that sell Herbalife. I Talk love that we you. just went from child like, molestation they to have life. a PhD in like fucking nutrition. <laughs> have you seen the investigative reports on Herbalife? No, no. Okay, it's fascinating. Fascinating. So Herbalife, it's a pyramid scheme. Yeah, you, they've you been explained it to me. They've been investigated by the FBI <laughs> and the FBI by the FBI, the Security Exchange Commission, and everybody. And but nobody can. Find anything overtly illegal? Well, they did. They oh, okay. did a couple of years ago on their business tactic, and they had to change it okay. to make it a little bit less pressure, more, you know, legal. I guess. Okay. So basically, in Herbalife, they make money not from selling their products; they get money from recruiting people to right. sell their products. So it's you know, if I start selling Herbalife, then I have to get. Three people, let's say mm -hmm. you and two other people, and then you, they, you know, right. I get you guys, and you start selling right. Herbalife, it's and like then you get three people. And it's funny because they did the math; <laughs> they did that if you keep with the Herbalife model, within like twenty-five rounds, you would have gone through the whole world population. Twenty-five rounds. <laughs> yeah, because it's like okay, so you got three, okay. I, I got three, okay. then the three of you got three, okay, and then those three so get three, so and so on and so forth, and so forth, and so forth, and then you get a cut of each person right back up the pyramid. So what's happening is that people buy crazy the, the distributor when you're right, right. a distributor on your own people buy crazy amounts of product because the more product as a distributor you buy mm -hmm. the cheaper you get it okay right, that, right. so if you buy a hundred cases of vanilla right. you get it cheaper right? right because you're buying in bulk it's the Costco model yeah right and then you sell it at the regular price right, right. right? but that's not where you make your money <laughs> you make your money really on getting people, recruiting people, and then their advertising camp, you know, scheme and campaign yeah. shows like somebody in like um, a Bentley and like a Ferrari, of and like course. this is the life you could do, you live, and all that. And what I think is the worst, and this is where I have a really big problem with them, is that they target Hispanic communities, and that is so true. Because if you look on Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've probably seen all these people selling Herbalife are all Hispanic. Why do you think that is? Just because we have a because, big network of people? Because they pick on people that um, the Latino community, you know, a lot of people don't speak English. You know, they're immigrants. Mm, so okay. you know, a lot of them are like 
you know immigrants from the last few years so you come to them and you give you tell them oh you know you can work from home and you know you eventually can get a ferrari they're easier to hook than somebody else who's more educated and you know who's okay. been here longer and all that like this is known like there's documentaries about this i suggest people to go and look out the i think it's a 60 minutes documentary mm-hmm. that they did on this it was fascinating and then and they it, wind up on the instagram page cuba ceros <laughs> vendiendo herbalife and you see all these people with like their herbalife button like i sell herbal ask me how to lose weight it's like okay go to the gym but it Done. but it's so funny because it's like a like a religion sort of like they all hang out with each other and like they i mean whatever if you've used the product and the product worked on you great but no no they, they have like meetings Ooh, again it's like scientology <laughs> okay before we go on to interview with yamil now that we're talking about meetings one of the oddest meetings i've ever like heard of was i own the rainbow, you know, that vacuum, that, that super that's vacuum. That's like $700. Yes, that super vacuum. Right. And um, I don't want to go into why I own it, but I do. <laughs> anyway, um, so I went to a, like a rainbow he's authorized. the ultimate Mariah Carey fan. <laughs> that's why he that's owns why. the rainbow. Whoever gets that, yeah. awesome. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I went to like one of their authorized dealer because you could use the rainbow as a like a a humid a room humidifier. humidifier and you know it gives scent and all that so they have a scent that i really like and i went to buy it at like one of their authorized dealer and <laughs> when i was buying the scent the lady was like oh so you own a rainbow and i'm like yeah she's like oh if you'd like you could come on wednesdays we all get together and we talk about our experience having rainbows and i'm like wait wait it would be great if she meant they all went on lsd trips <laughs> and just talked about like, rainbows wait 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 you guys get together once a week to talk about your vacuum? Like, <laughs> how much more can you say other than it sucks? And that's a compliment. Yeah. So, on that note, you know what doesn't suck? Yamio Piedra. Yamio Piedra. And Yamio Piedra will be joining us. So yep. hang tight because this is going to be a fun interview. So, right um, now. Right now. So, we have our interview with Yamio. All right. Hey, listeners. Thanks for coming back. So, as promised, we're here with... It's not, not hyperbole, I think, between us to say one of the funniest people we've ever met. I'm, like, super-duper excited. Ridiculous excited. Like, Me too, Super, guys. super excited. I'm so excited for you guys, too. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, we have... Um, we have here we're with so excited <laughs> that we're like, oh, my God. Guys, calm down. Put your clothes back on. What are you doing? I promise nothing. Uh, we're here with Yamil Piedra. That is how yes, that yes, is? that okay. is that is. It's okay, not email. It's, it's not. not <laughs> it's Yamil, Yamil Piedra. So, Yamil, welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Good to be here, guys. Thank you thanks, for having thanks. me. And we also want to say, although she's not on mic, uh, hi to his lovely wife Gabby, who's sitting here with us. My wifeager. Your know, wifeager. Is that how you would pronounce a wife and manager together? Wifeager. Well, for the record, it's much better than having a Chris Jenner momager. Yeah, yeah you need to patent so, yeah. that because Chris Jenner is going to patent that yeah. too soon. You know yes. that woman's going to get married and just patent it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, welcome to <laughs> Pero Let Me Tell You as well. Yes. <laughs> she could chime in, right? She could chime Absolutely. in every now and then. Yeah, you, 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 you guys. Thank you for 
Yeah. We're hanging out with friends. So, as we said, we're really excited to have you. We have been fans of of you for a really, really long time. I would say like 15 plus years. Uh, yeah, about. I mean, yeah. correct us if we're wrong on that timeline when you first started doing like a pair of nuts, which was... A pair of nuts, uh, I started that in 2003. But yeah, we didn't 15. really start getting really uh, popular up, up until 2007 when I came back from LA. That that's when we did Gayo and yeah, and yeah. Uh, and all that. Yeah. yeah. So so tell us a little bit, you know, in terms of your background and how you started. I've basically been acting as far back as I can remember. Um, when I was 11 years, we're going to go that far back. Let's right. Let's, let's go back. Let's go back in time. Let's yeah. go back in time. When I was 11 years old, my uh, uncle gave me a, a VHS camera. And I started just recording my own little movies. Really? Yeah, I was 11 years old, recording movies with my family, this and that. Um, and that's when I really got into it. And that's when I when I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be an actor. Yeah. Um, but the, the the moment that 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 you know that 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 came to be was also around that same age when uh, uh, my teacher in Flamingo Elementary in Hialeah, my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Austin, she asked me to be part of the teacher talent uh, student show, the, the teacher student talent show. Okay. And um, I, I came on stage, and we did the, the Jody Watley song, Friends. I don't know if you remember that song. Mm-hmm. There was like a rap portion of that yeah. song. I was the rap portion of that song. We did a lip sync. And when I came out, that audience blew up, and I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. I want to do this. Like, I want to be feedback. on stage. Exactly. Yeah. I, want, I want to be on stage. And, that, and, that's, and during that time is, is exactly when I knew that, that this is what I wanted to do, that I want to be an, enter- an, an entertainer, an actor, and just overall just... A buffoon, you, I guess you could say. Did you know you were funny at that point? Not, Cause, not yet. Okay. Not yet. It wasn't up until I got into... When I was in middle school, I would do a lot of impressions. You know, okay. I was a huge fan of SNL. I loved mm-hmm. SNL. Right. That's That was my goal. That was my dream. Um, so when I would do the impressions for the kids in school and stuff, they would laugh. They would, they'd be like, oh, that's funny, this and that. Right. And that's when I was like, oh, man, I'm pretty good. Not too yeah, bad. And then I got into high school, and when I got into high school, Sal High School, I went to Sal in Coconut Grove. Um, I joined the theater department. I was part of the theater mm-hmm. there, and there, I guess, is where kind of like where I came to, to to be this this funny guy. I mean, I was I've always been shy. I've always been a serious guy. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, no, totally serious. Totally. <laughs> that's when, not the person I would have gotten. When you see me on camera, when you see me on stage, that's not the guy that you see. That's that's off stage. Yeah, yeah. I, I mess around and a lot of stuff, but for the most part, I'm a pretty serious guy. I don't know. Maybe she would agree. <laughs> for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I get he's an. Can I say by words? Absolutely. <laughs> I get he's an asshole. Like he mm-hmm. looks like an asshole all the time. But which, <laughs> which I, I mean, I'm yeah. six foot four. I have you know these villainous right. eyebrows, mm-hmm. beard, shaved head. So you, I automatically yeah. give that villain yeah. vibe that this guy is an asshole. Yeah. You, I mean, you do have Muppet-like eyebrows. <laughs> I do. So, I, I yes. do. Yeah. yeah. I do. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Or I like to, the to have Muppet. So, so okay. Yes. So I'll take it as a compliment. Okay. Um, yeah. So when I was in high school, that's when I I. I Started to, to become like this funny guy doing stuff on stage. I was the class clown. I would respect okay. my teachers. I would, you know, it, it was when I was on stage was that I was a different person. And then I graduated, and then I went to FIU. And while I was at FIU, I, I did uh, theater at FIU. Uh, I started the uh, Impro- Impromity, which was the improv sketch comedy group that, that I was oh. part of. That oh, was okay. in 1997. Um, and I started that with uh, Ozzy and Charles, t- uh, t- three, uh, two other guys, and... When I started doing that is when I started doing the videos. 
and, and ninety seven and ninety yeah yeah this was back in ninety seven wow but but it wasn't obviously the internet wasn't correct correct that's when it was starting so right. I I tried to put videos out there but it was like really bad low quality like yeah. like the resolution was horrendous yeah. you can't dial up yeah exactly exactly so but so when we started this impromity uh, uh sketch comedy uh, show I wanted to do something different where it wasn't just the people in the audience watching a live show. I wanted to make it more like an SNL. So that's when I started incorporating multimedia into the show. So it was like okay. a sketch, a video, sketch, video. We go back and forth and change into costumes and all that stuff. Fast forward a few years later, I end up uh, graduating from... from um, and that's when I started... Um, I'm going all over the place here. I'm trying to remember my entire life in the span of what are we in, like 10 minutes into the conversation Listen, now? the flow of this show is all over the place as it is. So good, feel free. Good, good. <laughs> So it, uh, when I was in uh, Impromity is when I ended up meeting Johnny, and then that's yeah. when we started doing uh, A Pair of Nuts in 2003. Okay. Um, and that was, yeah, that was the birth of A Pair of Nuts. We did uh, a show, our first show actually was at FIU, our very first show, and we bombed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was really, really bad. Like, the, the videos weren't working, everything Oof. was all over the place, and it was just bad. Really, really bad. Um, and then I ended up graduating from FIU. I moved to Los Angeles. I was there for three years. While I was over there is when I did um, my first. I, that's when YouTube started to become big in 2006. Yeah. Um, right? That's when it came out? YouTube? 2006? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah sure. it was around there. It was around there. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I did my, uh, my Pimpinela video. I don't oh, know if you yes. guys have seen that one. Yes. Were you in the one. white suit? No, no. Well, that was another one. That was also during that time. Pimpinella is the one that I that, that I play the man and the woman. You all song. For those listeners who don't know, Pimpinella was an Argentine brother sister singing duo that sang really incestuous songs. Yes, like at the, at the time I didn't know they were brother and sister, and then later on I find out they're brother and sister, and I was like, whoa, they yeah. shouldn't be singing like this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, then that's when I started uploading videos to YouTube and. Um, you know, that's when Chonga Chat came, and then that's when... Uh... That's when we came into yeah. the picture. Yeah, that's when we first discovered you, as it were. So we, I think the the first one... The first time we all saw them, I think it actually was at my apartment, right toward the beginning of when people started to hook up their computers to the TV. TV, yeah. We literally marathoned all of your <laughs> Pair of Nuts videos, one after the other, then went back, yes. started, and marathoned them again, so while we, peeing ourselves from laughing. We Good. loved... Um, Fuck me and Diaz. Wow, you're saying it. You're not saying it the right way. It's fuck me and Diaz. But if you want to fuck me in the ass, then that's a different story. I love, I love when he says uh, um, the, thing about the, the other guy. When he says, uh, "If you stabbed someone in the heart, okay. yeah. <laughs> yes. and we know law-like things." Yes. Our secretary Maria. <laughs> Well, let's be honest. That's the way these commercials are, man. These That's lawyer commercials. Funny. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then I think also, like, the Gale one is... That one is, like, wow. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story behind Gale, why there's a Spanish and there's an English. Mm-hmm. The first one that we did was the English version. <clears throat> uh, and then uh, a few months after that, we were approached by Mega TV to mm-hmm. start doing stuff in Spanish for them. Right. Uh, and then that's when Gayo was translated. Oh, so okay. we did Gayo for Etanachutina tonight, which was yeah, on Alexi talk Valde? show from Alexi yeah. Valde. Right. Yeah. 
We did that for that. We did a Spanish version of Fact Me and Diaz as well. A oh. Spanish version of Chonga Chat. There's a lot of stuff that's that's yeah. like in the vault that ha- that you guys have never seen and probably will never see at this point. But, but a that, lot of them are on YouTube. A lot of and them are on YouTube. You guys should check them out. They're yeah. on your page. On yeah. my yeah, at my because it started off as my personal page at, at uh, YouTube.com/slash/ypiedra, mm-hmm. and then you know that's when a pair of nuts. Uh, was formed and started getting bigger and then I just kept on because right. I already had a, a, some, a following from the stuff that I had done before right. so I kept that YouTube channel for a pair of nuts as well and then after a pair of nuts uh, disbanded I kept the channel as well and started right. doing my, my own stuff um, where was I I'm not, where, where am I where am I right now <laughs> I don't know where you're at but I'm, I'm going to interject and just say you are also you have the distinction of being in one of my favorite bad movies oh Jesus Christ I know where you're going with this oh I'm bringing it up yeah. you played like I don't know if we're, we're called the bully, the antagonist, the same, the the same thing that I planned. Dong guy, an asshole. In from Justin to Kelly. Yes, the the not award winning from Justin to Kelly. That was amazing. It, it won my heart. Thank That's you. what it won. Thank I you. love that movie on a level that people don't understand. Are you being serious with me right now? I'm or? dead serious because it's so just. It's not good, no, <laughs> but no. I appreciate that it's not good, and it doesn't care that it's yes, not good. Yes, they tried, they tried, and you know? the way Miami exists in that movie is like, everything is just six blocks, where like, Venetian Pools next to South Beach is next to the Rickenbacker is really next matter. to, like, it doesn't matter, and no, it doesn't no. matter. You know so, what? I, I, I haven't seen it since since I saw it at the theaters. I think I might. I might. And yeah, I did that. I had it on theaters. DVD. I do too. Yeah, but did. I think it's not opened. I think, I think it's still wrapped well, you, up. You guys need to have a date night. <laughs> I should watch it again and, and notice yeah. that. Like I never like when I was watching it, I wasn't like, wait, that's that's not next to this. Next. Look how unfair things are. His career took off. Kelly Clarkson's career took off. But Justin, Justin Guarini, not so much. He's hosting something. I'm I think. sure. I'm sure. Somewhere. Look him up on IMDb. I'm, I'm sure. sure. He's doing, doing something. something. Yeah. 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 I didn't know you were going to bring up from Justin. Me, no, me neither. I wouldn't have come had I known that. <laughs> well, let's go back to your your videos. Because something that, you know, in, in preparation for today's interview is that I, I would go out and say that you were one of the first yeah. that put all these videos out there yeah. and had your own YouTube channel. Because we're talking about well over 10 years ago. And you had like a steady stream of content at yeah. that time yeah did you like kind of envision that youtube w- was going to take off because at that point it was anybody's guess whether youtube was going to take off or not yeah not not really i didn't i didn't know what it was going to become but i saw it as a platform for me to be able to put content out mm-hmm. there um i've always been an individual where i liked i like to create my own things and i already had a lot of videos that i that i that i had created for the live shows mm-hmm. so i was like you know what why don't i just start putting these videos online so people could see it um, and then that, yeah, that's that's what I started to do. I, what it became, it became. But yeah, right. yeah. you had well, no, 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 no. I had no idea what yeah. it was gonna like. Be when you create content like that, like what is some of your inspiration like? Like uh, commercials, like for example, the law one or like the Gayo one. I mean, that was your own. Yeah, that was like its own beast. Like that, that there was nothing there. Uh, I don't even know how it came to be. To be honest with you, we're just like you know, let's just get some mayonnaise, put some pink food coloring it, call it Gayo, and then <laughs> run with it and run with it. Let's get the most effeminate clothing that we could possibly get. <laughs> 
like you come in, you're like, get the last and you know sandwich. And you know what I love about Gayo is that it's not something that people find offensive. Mm-hmm. Right. Because nowadays, like I feel like Gayo nowadays, people will be like, that's wrong. You're stereotyping. Yeah, I love stereotyping. that you're transitioning because we, we wanted to kind of... Un- do you think that that's something that today people are too hypersensitive mm-hmm. in terms of comedy? Yeah, it, people are. Like, like I've, I've, I find myself toning myself down so much with things mm-hmm. lately because I don't want to offend anybody. And especially right. now that you, people are finding things from like 10 years ago that, that right. are like destroying people's careers and, and, and right. lives because of something stupid that they said, yeah. you know? I, I, I think we need to, to calm down a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, it's gone really crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny he said it because you and I were talking yeah. about it. We're like, oh my god, people now would find that that stereotyping, blah blah blah. You know, they might have even problems with the lawyer thing. They're like, that's offensive to people who've been stabbed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, people are offended by everything now. It's like I'm offended by nothing. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a line, and I think, of course, generally speaking, we all know what that line should be. Yes. But anything aside from that, people just tend to want to get... People just like to be offended, I think, But now. do you feel, though, that with, like, comedians especially, or, like, you know, um, comedic content, it's it's worse now than ever? Because I feel like comedians have always had kind of, was like, a, a free... Not a free pass, but, like, yeah. they could get away with things that other people couldn't in the name of comedy. They could be really provocative and say things that are really out there, but that... Even that seems to not be the case today. Yeah, now you can't. You can't say anything. Because, like, like we've been saying, everyone gets offended by, by everything. And, yeah, we used to get a free pass mm-hmm. before. And people yeah. were like, oh, it's it's comedy. It's okay. It doesn't matter. But now it's like, oh, no, I'm offended. I'm, I'm leaving. I can't. I can't hear this. Right. Yeah. I'm triggered. Exactly. I hate that word, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to go to, what is it, a safe space? A sp- space. Well, speaking of videos, uh, another series of videos that you have that is just hilarious oh is Bolega de Pasión. Yes, the new, the new generation of Yamil content, yes, I guess yes. you could say, my, my evolution. Dude, you're just a busy guy. I mean, that's... I am. I, am. That's I, just I, 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 I don't even have time to breathe. Luckily, I'm here and I'm, I'm able to breathe with you guys, so yes. thank you. Well, the oxygen tank we provided you is helping. I appreciate that. So talk to us a little bit about Bolega de Pasión, how that started, you know, where, where it came from. Yeah. Well, Bolega de Pasión, for those that haven't seen it, is a, a telenovela parody that takes place inside of a, of a bodega and I star alongside Adriana Cataño which is also a, a telenovela actress luckily I worked with Adriana with I'm sure we'll speak about this later on in the movie that I just wrote Trico 3 not, yes. not that I just wrote that just yeah. got released well you're quick because you wrote it and we saw it yesterday yes it like was, that, yeah. That, man. fast turnaround fast turnaround <laughs> so she was in the film and I immediately thought I was like when I started coming up with bodega I was like man it'd be great if I can get Adriana to, to be part right, of this right. And she loved the script of the film. She loved the movie. So she was like, absolutely, I'll do oh, it. Awesome. So she was really cool to, to be a part of it. And she loves doing it. Yeah. And what's cool about Bolega is that we're actually filming inside of a Bolega while it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. It's not closed. No. This is not closed. <laughs> the, the, no. if, if, you, if, you, if you go back and you listen to some of the, some of the uh, episodes, you'll hear, you know, like mm-hmm. the sound of the, of the, of the what's it called? The, the register? The register. And you'll hear like the, the hand being sliced. And you'll hear... Because we can't shut down. I mean, it's not. We don't have a big budget. Like it's right. it's a small budget, so it's not like we can close down the bodega right, right. to to do it. So there's just times that we need to to like this last episode that we the last few episodes that we shot. We were filming inside of the uh, in the front of the of the market by the cash register, uh-huh. and that's the worst place to film because people are coming in and out, in yeah. and out. 
And now, yeah. but the thing is, it's usually not that busy. But that day, <laughs> everyone was like, "I'm going to El Gallego supermarket," which that's where we filmed, by the way, El Gallego and Kendall. Um, so it's just it just really blew up. Um, the 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 channel that it's on EOP uh, Facebook uh, on Facebook Watch, um, and EOP stands for Equal Opportunity Equal Opportunity Comedy yeah. e, uh, EOP yeah. Comedy Show. Uh, I started. I've actually been working with them. The company behind that is NGL Collective, yep. and they're partners with. Uh, um, actually, John Leguizamo is a partner in yep. the company. Yep. So I've been providing content for them back to when I was with Pair Nuts. We provide content Are for you them. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've yeah. worked with them in the past. Because I, I have an advertising background. And okay. I don't recall you ever being on any of the proposals. I'm just saying, Ben. I'm just okay. saying, we never got your meal on okay. proposal. Well, this was back in 2010. They used to be. They used to have a, a, a website called Urbano Urbano TV. Yep. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Our content was was on there. Um, so then, fast forward a few years later, and they've always been a fan of my work. And they were like, yeah. you know, we're going to start the COP comedy. Uh, uh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Platform. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I'll provide content to you guys. So then uh, the first thing that I did with them was a street uh, a battle of the street vendors. I don't know if you saw that one. Yes. That it's these two guys that are battling, you know, these two yeah. street vendors that are battling for the same corner and they're selling all sorts of random stuff. The chicken. The yeah. cleaning lady. The cleaning lady. Was my which, favorite. Which is my niece, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's her niece, my niece. Um... So then I, I pretty much I sent them a list of different ideas, and Boleo was one of the ones that, that popped out to them. And I have actually done a parody of telenovelas before. I don't know if you guys ever saw El Vacilón on Mega TV. It was a sketch yeah. comedy show. I, I know of it, but never saw it. It was a sketch comedy show that it was like SNL, okay. but in Spanish. And we used to have hosts, and it was the same con- it was a, It was a mixture of In Living Color and SNL put okay. together. And we had El Puma, we had Steven Bauer, we had wow. uh, Luis mm-hmm. Guzman, mm-hmm. some big names, Damn. some heavy hitters mm-hmm. on the show, and it was it was fantastic. And um, the telenovela parody that I used to do uh, was called Amor y Fuego. Okay. And I actually used to do it as well with a pair of nuts, where I played I always played the role of Jorge Luis. <laughs> 
and, and Maria Lourdes was the name of the woman back then. Okay. Well, you won an Emmy for writing in that show. I did. Oh, my, my wife and you're here taking care of me. Damn. Uh, I won an yeah, Emmy you, Award. You buried the lead, Yamil. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's awesome. I have an Emmy Award. Oh, wait. Now we, we have, have an Emmy Award. Award we have yes. an Emmy Award winning. Yamil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pero let me tell you. Yeah. This is the first Academy winner we have on our yes. show. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome for having me. <laughs> Yeah, but so so yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to win an Emmy Award for that show, which blew my mind when I found out that I won. I wasn't even at the ceremony when when we won the you award. Just didn't go? You just, no, it's you just don't really, like a chicken cordon bleu dinner. No, it's just really expensive to go. And to, oh, job. No, no, yeah, I just I, I wasn't. I, I don't. I don't even know why we didn't go because it was like on a weekend. You had a job? No, it wasn't on the weekend. No, because yes, I remember exactly where I was when I found out when I won the award. I, don't know. I was. I was at, at your brother's house. You didn't think you were gonna win? <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. Financially, probably we weren't doing very well at the time. We were like, we can't afford these tickets. Yeah. I'm not gonna go by myself. Yeah. You, know? you had to pay. You were a nominee. Of course, mm-hmm. you need to pay to 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 uh, submit to, to submit. Mm-hmm. Wow. To the Emmys, well, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, well, then we're not, not, not going to submit. Of the... <laughs> I mean, they got to make money somehow, right? Well, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And those those trophies are expensive, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So the Bodega series is so, continuing yes. to... <laughs> let's, let's go back into that. Let's go back into that. So, yeah. So it derived from A Pair of Nuts and then from Amor y Fuego and El Vacilón. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep the same character of Jorge Luis that I've always done. Mm-hmm. But this time I'm going to set him inside of a, of a, of a, of a Bodega. So it, it initially started with just three episodes. And then after the first one aired, they were like, we want more. So we're like, they want four more. Okay, okay. we'll do four more. After, after they ended up partnering up with, uh, with uh, um, Facebook Watch, which, by the way, they're, they're, they partnered up with Supreme Digital, which yeah. is the company behind Being Latino, which has millions and millions and millions of viewers. Yeah. So we have that partnership with them. Um, after that, it started blowing up. People were loving it. It's gotten a, a crap load of views. And then they were like, we want eight more episodes. And I was like, wow. Jesus Christ, how much more? <laughs> how much more drama can I possibly write? There's only so much viandas. You exactly. can incorporate. Yes. You need and, to go down each aisle. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, and it can't just be about fruits and vegetables. Right. You need to incorporate other things into it. Well, also, it's a it, bodega. A bodega is small. So exactly. you also only have very limited. Yeah. Exactly. And then we've actually used some of their employees as extras. Yeah. Yes. I want to spin off of Josefina. Josefina. That was her name. The one, the pan. Yeah, yeah. Migdalia Josefina. Migdalia Josefina. Yeah. So that was good. She was like, "Hi." <laughs> that took like twelve takes, by the way. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, she, she did good. She did good. She did good. She did good. Yeah. And those were real. Those were real employees. And so was the butcher. The butcher. That was oh, that you the... meant those were her real underwear? <laughs> no, no, no. That, wow. those, those were my wife's underwear. She doesn't. She doesn't like me to say that. But those were. Those were. And and the and the underwear that nice. I used. See. <laughs> They were cute. And the underwear that I had for the butcher, that was my underwear. Which, that wasn't a real streaking stain, by the way. That was all makeup. That was all makeup. Allegedly. So, Bodega continues. Bodega continues. We'll be filming the next uh, four episodes soon. I don't want to say when, because then people are going to show up. <laughs> and we, we, need, we need to have as, as least people as possible but in there. But Emma, you should tell us when so we can tell people, stay away yeah. on, on that these day. days <laughs> yes. so you can get the content that you enjoy. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I shall not say when it will be filmed. <laughs> but yeah, it'll 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 continue. It'll continue. That's awesome. That's awesome, brother. So let's talk about um, your movie, yes. Yes. Three, yeah. We had the absolute pleasure last night of watching your movie. 
Trico Three, Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. And for those listeners who don't know that much Spanish, no, we're not being incorrect. It's called Trico Three, not Trick or Treat. That's the way you pronounce it. I yeah. know. For the, I mean, you don't say trick or treat. You say trick or three. White yeah. people, you're wrong. Yes, just clearly. Um, and please don't be offended. <laughs> no, write us letters yes. and share this so we get free publicity. There you go. Uh, um, but it, yeah, we saw it last night. You wrote this entire movie. It's in theaters right now. It's in theaters as, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. Um, and if by chance you miss it, it'll be out on you know VOD, streaming DVD soon yes, enough. Yes, it'll I'm be out sure. eventually. Yeah. And it has a, a national release. It does. It's got it's it's uh, it's in select theaters across the nation in AMC, Regal, and Cinemark theaters. Nice, which is crazy. I mean, I really didn't expect this when I started writing the film. Um, the uh, the producer of the film I actually went to high school with, to LaSalle High School. He was a few years younger than me, and we ended up reconnecting again years later. I ended up finding out that he was a producer. I had no idea that he was doing this, so I reached out. I was like, "Hey, man, you know if you." ever right. need anybody to write or anything like that you know let me know we'll hook up needless to say he was a fan of my work and we ended up working together on a, on another film that that they filmed in london that i got to go to it was a, a a parody of game of thrones called purge of kingdoms which should be out next year oh that sounds fun yeah that's up his alley yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh so then yeah he told me he you know he wanted me to write a, a full-length feature film and for me at first it was a challenge because i've always written short form right, sketch right. or commercials just stuff that's very short so, but the way that I am, I'm, 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 I'm up for the challenge. So I, I, I took it, I ran with it. They told me, you know, we want a, a bilingual, a Spanglish uh, family comedy about Halloween. That's yeah. the only thing that I was given. Right. Um, and then Halloween? I just... Just because... <laughs> just I, I, because I, I, Halloween. Because, <laughs> no, but, no, for no, a Spanglish approach, why Halloween? Because, you know? because holiday films do well. True. Okay. You know? Enough. You know, when you think back at, at the, 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 the classics, you know, like you got Christmas Vacation, you have like all those Christmas films. Right. For Halloween, you really have Hocus Pocus. You don't really have a lot. Mm-hmm. So I guess it was a good market to, to target right, the bilingual right. audience, especially now during Halloween. It, it's also a Hispanic Heritage Month during this time. That is true. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of things went into it. I'm but I thought it was it was very cool because it, it'd be different, you know? Mm-hmm. And since you guys did see it yesterday. Yes, yeah. It is a different kind of film. Like it's yeah. not... It, it's it's not something that you've seen before, you know. It was and that's and it, true. And it's it, it was a it was a fun film to not only write but to to, to just get that experience to to see your film come to life. The yeah. the audition process of, of auditioning these characters and 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 then actually the first day of shooting and then actually actually seeing it on the big screen because I'm one of those guys that I'm like I'll believe it when it happens. Right. Right. When I'm writing and I'm like, this isn't gonna get filmed. Yeah. And then when we start filming, I'm like, this isn't gonna get released. And then now it's finally released, and I'm like, man, this is. It was amazing. It really was. It, it was crazy to, to so see to the our, poster, to see the to, to see myself on the big screen. It was our awesome. listeners around the country, you there you go. I mean, it's in it's uh, I, I, it's in several theaters. I mean, I, yeah. I if, you, if, you wanna, you. if you want to know the full list, go to Trico Tri, which is spelled T R I C O T R I dot TV. There you go. Uh, but is it in Cambodia? It is not. Not yet. Because we have listeners in Cambodia. Do you? Do you yeah. for real? We actually do. Sorry, Cambodia. I'm not sure how. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe there's like one Cuban in Cambodia. <laughs> so to our listeners in Cambodia are going to have to wait till it goes online. Yes. Or, yeah. uh, streaming. Yeah, streaming. Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, I think that's just absolutely fantastic. Number one, you know, mad congrats. Thank you. Because Thank you. to your point, I mean, actually, and this is like a weird thing, but you know, 
both of us have also we you know we write like he's writing a book i've written a pilot we've done a lot of writing so to your point of like i'm doing this because i i'm getting this out Mm -hmm. this is not going to go any further right you saw it go further yes which is crazy that has to be an insane feeling of accomplishment it is i mean she she knows i've she's been the one that i've told i was like that's not gonna get released nothing's gonna happen with this this is where it's gonna stay it's gonna stay my laptop that's it (laughs) it's not gonna go any further because i've been there i've I've been to that place where you get these promises the you know of of these doors finally opening and you're like you get so excited so i don't i don't get excited anymore i've been doing this for over 20 years so I know not to get too excited about things. Yeah. So, yeah, but to so. actually see it happen was yeah. amazing. So yeah. tell us well, then, you know, for those who have not seen the movie, um, tell us the plot. What what can we expect? The movie is is about a, a Cuban American family that moves from Los Angeles to Miami to take care of the recently widowed abuela, mm-hmm. uh, which is played by Marta Picanes, and she's hysterical in it. Yes. Um, and then the the father, which is played by Armando Gutierrez, which is also the producer of the film, he ends up purchasing this home near the abuela, which is the Bradford house. Um, the home ends up being this haunt, this historically famous haunted home. Um, but he doesn't tell his wife anything about it. He just says, you know, this is the best that I could afford. You know, we'll fix it up. It's a fixer upper. It's got a lot of renovations we got to do to it. But then when the abuela finds out what house it is, she knows about this house. She does not want these the, the, the family to live in the house. Um, and then that's when the madness happens. She ends up getting a, a Santero, which is played by Bonco, uh, Quiñongo, the Cuban comedian. And they try to do a un despojo en la casa. And, and I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> but it goes downhill from there. Downhill yeah, from there. yeah. And, then, and then you have Christy and Chris, which are the, the ghosts that right. populate, that, that populate the, the house. Um, Christy is played by Kendall Verdes from uh, Dance Moms, so the reality show, and uh, Chris is played by Carson Rowland, who is on I Am Frankie. Yep. Yeah. So again, it, it's there's a hell of a lot of talent on screen here. There is. I and mean, there is. Yeah. And, and behind and the scenes as well. Behind the scenes, in front of the camera, it, it was filmed in Miami. Most of the cast is is Miami talent. Yeah. And the fact that it's a bilingual film. Is is I think is fantastic. I loved little subtleties, the changing wigs, oh, which is not even mentioned, which is not even mentioned throughout the film. That's what makes it better. Yes, I also feel like those might have just been Mata's wigs that she brought. You know what? They are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so for you guys, if you're gonna go see it, you're gonna see the abuelo with different hairstyles throughout the film. Those are her wigs, and it's not even addressed throughout the film. We're not like. That's just what she does. Yeah. It's just what she does. I, I, I want to also thank you for, because you are the writer of the of the film, for the way that you properly do Spanglish. Yes. So hard for most people to do. Yeah. Because most people, I feel like, do it, don't speak Spanglish. We have gone on rants on this yeah. show about Spanglish and how people improperly, they'll say, wow, that's very caliente. And we're like, oh my God. I'm like, that's not Spanglish. <laughs> that's just the one word you know in Spanish. Yeah. When, yeah. Whenever you see a commercial that they try to, to appeal to the Hispanic audience, yeah. you always hear caliente. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. yeah. And it's like, for the most part, you know, at least Cubans, we don't like, like spicy no. food. Caliente. Dude, that was... I have to explain that to so many people. <coughs> when I was living in New York, here we go, New York reference. I, I make one at least every episode. Um, you know, you'd go to restaurants, you'd go out, and be like, oh, no, I'm not going to have that spicy thing. They're like, but you're Cuban. I'm like, no, yes, wrong. racist. And <laughs> we like garlic and sour oranges, not spice, you know. And 
Something else that we, um, and this is just us nitpicking, um, that we really enjoyed about the movie is that it takes place in Miami. It's very Miami, yeah. but it's not South Beach. Because no, that's oh, what. Thank you for yes, that. Yes, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I mean, when I was yeah. writing the film, when I was saying, I was like, I'm not setting this in South Beach. You know, just just like the, the Heat playing South Beach. No, they don't. You know, they play in downtown. <laughs> whenever the you know, yeah. whenever you hear the reporters, we're here in South Beach. No, dude, you're in downtown, which is 15 minutes from South Beach. <laughs> we were interviewing the other day from the Cocaine uh, Cowboys, uh, Billy Corbin. Oh, Billy. Okay, from yeah. Cocaine Cowboys, yeah. and we were talking you're, about you're name dropping now. Yes. Name dropping now. We're at that level. Yeah. <laughs> we have hey, we're with an Emmy Award winner here. Yeah. You are. It's true. That's I, should, we... I, I should have brought my Emmy just to put it here. <laughs> Next to the Crocantas, which, by the way, for the listeners, do your listeners know that you guys provide all this stuff for your guests? Have I, you mentioned that? I assume they do. Yeah. They do you yeah. assume they do. Okay. Yeah. we got to post a picture online so people can see the uh, the catering that we get here. We, we like to treat our Emmy okay. Award winners yes. nice. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. There's always got to be food in the green room. <laughs> Absolutely, it's true. Well, he was saying that he gets a kick out of, like, when they play, you know, they put Dolphins games or whatever on, you know, national ESPN television. That he's like, have you noticed that they'll have, like, an aerial view of, like, Dolphin Stadium, and then a second later it'll be of South Beach? Like, if Dolphin Stadium <laughs> yeah, was right next South to it. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, what, like, 30 minutes away yeah. on a good day? They yes. use the same geography is from Justin to Kelly. Where there you go. Just kind it of might be from the same producers. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we came full circle. We did come full circle. <laughs> uh, anyway, Yamil, so what's next? What are some yeah. of the like, new projects and things you have in well, the pipeline? We, uh, I, I just got, and I didn't just get done, but a few months ago I, I finished writing the second feature film that we'll be filming, uh, possibly in January. Nice. I can't give away too much, but that one is also a holiday film. Nice. That one will be a Christmas Spanish oh. A Spanglish Christmas film. I'm just that. saying right now, if it's Christmas theme and there's no Nochebuena, we, you we can't have two words. Caja China. Yeah, you can't come back on the show to promote it if there's no Nochebuena in there. You might, di- you might be disappointed. It's kind of different. It's not, okay. yeah. <laughs> no, he's an Emmy Award winner. He can come I can, whatever I can, he wants. And I can write whatever I want. You don't tell me what to write. <laughs> no, I just said you're not coming back on the show. That's you can write whatever you want. Okay. He no. can release a video of humming and we'll have him on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Also, do that. I will. <laughs> I that. will. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what's next on the plate, and uh, I'll also be writing my third feature film. Um, I'm currently writing that one, and and yeah, and Bodega, and some more content coming to EOP Comedy Show. So awesome. is that it, babe? Is that all I have? That's right now. Yeah. For right now, that's yeah. yeah. She, she looks like she's gonna keep you busy. That's I see her yeah. on her phone. You know, she's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. she's yeah. She's like, no, no, you're done with everything. Now you're mine. Yeah, the Do you have fun. um? Like in stand up, is that something you? I did. I I did stand up. Uh, actually, the first time that I did stand up was when the improv was up in uh, the Mayfair on the third. That's floor. where we saw you. Did you? Yes. yes. We saw years ago. With, years with ago. Pair of nuts. With no, a pair but of nuts I, didn't by do, I didn't do a pair of nuts there. You at did the, it somewhere. Huh? I did it at the improv, but when it was downstairs. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. no! I remember it was in the Grove. It was in the Grove. It was See, downstairs on the first floor. I remember you guys did a Where's Waldo thing. And I yes, that was a pair of nuts. But the first time that I did stand-up, the, okay. the, the improv used to be upstairs mm. on the third floor of, oh. of the Mayfair. Yeah. And that was back in, I want to say, 2002. It was an open mic night, and their open mic nights uh, coincided with Urban Nights. Mm-hmm. So That's... 
it, I, I, I thought it was going to be a tough audience, you know, yeah. I, uh, but it was, I, I luckily ended up doing great. And in the audience that night, there were scouts from BET Comic View. And they came up to me afterwards and they were like, would you like to be on Comic View? Wow. Literally my first time. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'd like to be on Comic <laughs> View. And they were recording the following day at the Jackie Gleason Theater. Nice. So literally my first time doing stand-up was that night. The following day, I was performing in front of... Wow. Wow. Thousands of people at the Damn. Jackie Gleason Theater for BET Comic View. Which you could actually see online if you search for I mean, Piedra Comic View. Uh-huh. You'll see, you'll see my, my performance there. So that was... You know, you're hilarious. <laughs> you are, sir. No, I mean, I Thank love you. I love the fact we mentioned this uh, before we started recording that you, you're very much Miami without have because you are from Miami I without am. having to be resort to the stereotype of Miami, which is something that I've I've always wanted to do. Like I didn't want my stuff to all be about croquetas and chancletas and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to have this mass appeal because people in in I don't know Wisconsin or some random place they're not gonna they're not gonna understand that. Like I wanted to appeal to, I mean I don't want to say to sound cheesy, but the world like like yeah. everywhere. I Quote want my general market exactly. Yeah. I want to make my my comedy to have a, a mass appeal, and that's why I've never limited myself. Yeah, of course you have chonga chat. Which is something that's very Miami, because I'm like, oh, Hialeah, this and that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that. there's still something there that, if you don't know what a quote-unquote chonga is, you can appreciate that this is a, you, you okay, know. okay, DJ? What's going on over there? I love it, chonga chat, when you say, do you drive a hub, a Civic, or an Accord? <laughs> and it's funny, because those are, those are the, look, I, those are the things that I grew up with. I grew yeah. up in Hialeah, right. where everyone was driving an Accord or a Civic. <laughs> With neon lights under it. Yeah. You know, everyone listened to Power 96. So that's the stuff that... So yeah, that one in particular is, is but, very Miami. But it's Miami. that. It's those subtleties. Because that's something that if you're from Miami, you get. Yeah. And you don't have to resort to the... Right. But if you're not... But if you're that. not, you still can understand that this is like a quote-unquote trashy chick. Right. You yeah. Know? So you... But like like on the West Coast, for example, there are no chongas or they're called cholas. That's right. Yeah. But it's still the same type of you know that type of right. of of char- not character. I mean, p- people are actually <laughs> like that in real life. But traits, yeah, traits, yeah. traits. I yeah. guess you could say. Um, but yeah, people on the West Coast, they'll they'll see it and they'll love it. The people from NGO where I do EOP comedy, they're from New York and they had seen yeah. Chonga Chat and they loved it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I've always just wanted that. I wanted to appeal to everyone. I, yeah. I don't want to limit myself, and I feel like that's why I've come as far as I have, mm-hmm. and I've had this uh, uh, appeal from from multiple uh, producers and directors and all that because I don't, I'm not like this, you know, like this this Cuban guy that all I do is like right. Cuban stuff, you right. know? Right. No, but I mean, but you're all around because you're you've done theater, stand up, yeah. uh, TV, commercials. You're movies. a writer, movies. I mean, yeah. you're. Across the spectrum, it's just not one thing. Yeah, and I'm, and and I'm, I edit also as well, yeah. like all the bully episodes. My actual job, like what pays the bills currently, yeah. is I'm a producer and editor at the Miami Heat. Like that's oh, what okay. I actually do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I honestly, had no clue. Yeah, well, there I you go. I thought you just did these things. You went somewhere in a room, and then you came out when it was time to be entertaining. No, no, no. Yeah, that's that's what actually is is paying the bills right now. Yeah. So you yeah. work for the for the Heat. The Heat. Yeah, for the no. Miami Heat. Yeah, at the arena. At the arena for oh, Heat TV. A very good friend of mine works there. Who's yeah. that? Hmm. What do you doing? Know what department? He's um, Richardo. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm literally like in this little cave in the back of the arena somewhere like in this dark room editing for, for like All 10 I hours is that when he started to work there uh that they gave him the tour of like the arena he went on the roof of the arena 
And coincidentally, at that time, I lived across the street at the Marina Blue, mm-hmm. at across the street from the arena. And I was like recording him on the damn roof of the arena. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> like, I would love to walk on the roof, like on the plane, you yeah. know, and all that. And I'm like, yeah. I've, I've worked there for four years. I have never been on the when roof. When demand, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook up with your buddy and be like, yo, take me to the roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Man, he, now I'm thinking, I don't know if Brad knows that he works there because he's a huge fan of yours. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, maybe he works there and he maybe. didn't even know. <laughs> well, no, that's I yeah. think. There's so many people that work there. So I do, I, do, I do a lot of content for the Heat as well. That's I don't cool. know. Yeah, we actually recently just did, I don't know if you know the Golden Oldies, which is the dance team. It's mm-hmm. the senior citizen mm-hmm. dance team. Yeah. I went undercover as, as an old person to their auditions and they put me in like full uh, makeup as an old person and I had like this little uh, this little uh, fanny pack full of croquetas and patelitos, and I was going up to like the the random old people and be like, "Oye, tú quieres una croqueta?" <laughs> and just messing with them, hidden camera, like the cameras were like far away, and it, you could actually you could if you go to the I think it's on heat.com. You know how we should end this um, interview. We should end the interview with the villain laugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because we're we're kind of we're kind of wrapping it up, and we definitely want to thank you for no please for your time. Which, by the way, this whole time we've been talking about me writing the film, but we have not said that I'm actually in the film. We have not said that I am the villain in Trico Three because you are such a humble performer. Thank you. Yeah, that you put the work before yourself. I did. I did. But I feel like I should say that. Right. I feel like I should. Yes. Yes. So this Emmy Award winner is also the writer. And acts in the movie. So, the so, so ultimately, yeah. when the Santero doesn't end up, we're going backwards. We spoke about this like 30 <laughs> minutes ago. But to, to come back to Trico 3, when the Santero, the, the Santero doesn't work, you know, he mm-hmm. ends up getting scared and they end up right. running out of the house. That doesn't work out. Uh, they end up hiring uh, these uh, ghost hunters. Yeah. They're called uh, the MPH, Miami Paranormal Hunters. And I play Max along with uh, Willie, who was played by Theo Castellanos, which was fantastic in the film. He was really funny. Yeah, yeah. he was fantastic. We had this amazing chemistry that, that when we were shooting it, we, know, we knew that it was great. But when I saw it on screen, I was like, no, fantastic. No. His fantastic. energy level with mm-hmm. your slow burn yes. with him, it was fantastic. He was like, I'm going to be the shit emoji. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actual caca. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was great. Uh, so yeah, I played Max. Uh, we're pretty much the villains of, of the. You film. were such a bastard. I'm, I am. I'm a, I'm a jerk. <laughs> you wanted to ruin it for everyone. Yes. <laughs> no Halloween for anyone. Yeah. But it was it was a fun it was a fun role to film. And luckily, since I wrote the film, I was able to write this character specifically for myself. So I wrote it to my strengths. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Well, that you did. So yeah. to our listeners out there, go check out Trico Three playing nationwide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, and thank so. you again so much. No, for please, guys, it's, thank you. No, we're really I mean, seriously, we're very humbled. Honestly, and honored to have you on the show. We're we, capping it just because at some point we have to. If not, we could be here for four hours talking. <laughs> How to long you. have we been talking right. for? How long has it been? Uh, when, oh, wow. On, on mic, it's been about forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so and again, and patalitos and stuff. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank I, you so I, much. We're and really happy that you were on here and. Um, you know, our first, our first Emmy Award, Emmy winner. Award winner. Congratulations, guys. You've made it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And honestly, we would like to end with a maniacal laugh. Okay. Are you guys doing it with me? Or? Sure. Well, I, yeah. Do we know how to maniacally laugh? Yeah. All right. I'll All do right. it first, and then you guys follow along. Okay. okay. Fair enough. We'll okay. join in. Okay. okay. Like a... Ha 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 
<laughs> there we go. You know we just blew out somebody's speakers in a car. Yes. <laughs> if we blew out you the speaker of your car, uh, we are not responsible for any damage no. caused by Pero Let Me Tell You podcast or his guest. And that's why my co-host is a lawyer. There you go. <laughs> so thank you, Jamil. Thank you, guys, you, so you guys, you want me to give you like a like a Pero Let Me Tell You uh, a VO type of thing, like a shout out, like you're listening to Pero Let Me Tell You, so then you can use it for the rest of the. <laughs> I think he just you did. just did. <laughs> You're listening to, pero let me tell you, están escuchando, pero let me tell you, con DJ and Ish. G -g 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 -g. I don't know what that sound was at the end. Some random noise. Oh, my God. This is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. No, please. Thank you, guys. And by the way, you can follow me on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Too. At Y Piedra. Okay. Okay. We, we got you tagging him on, on all of our posts. We, we got you covered. Yeah, so. yeah. Cool, cool, bueno, cool. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So, thank you for coming back. That was a great interview with you, Emil. So much fun. And listeners, if you're interested in seeing Trico Tri Halloween, Happy Halloween, um, we are including the link in the bio of this episode. So, you can click the link. You can find where to see it. And I highly recommend it. It's a great family film. It's a great family. See, there we go. Speaking of family in our first segment. There you, you know, go. Here's where you could have some family. This is wholesome family fun. Fun that is wholesome but not preachy. Exactly. And holiday related so exactly so is it soda time it's soda time yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna give my ultima coca-cola de desierto to neil degrasse tyson oh okay and i'm giving him both a gasless coke and a good coke because you know how sometimes i give the yeah, gasless yeah. coke okay, okay. Why is he getting two? How parched is this? Okay, man? the problem with uh, as great as he is, and he's, he's really, really great. great yeah. My only issue with him is that he was one of the people in like the board or among scientists that decided to kick Pluto out. Fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was so upset when I heard that because I really like him. I'm like, you had to do with getting Pluto out. Like, Pluto's not a planet now. Like, what? Well, it's but, a planet again, isn't it? No. Wait, they kicked it out again? Yes. They kicked it out. They brought it back and they kicked yes, it out again? And he was the person who, well, he was among the people who, who scientists, who were of the opinion that it should be kicked out. Get it together, scientists. <sighs> anyway, and actually on um, Big Bang Theory, he, he's on this week or an um, upcoming yeah. week where he's kind of fighting with, um, I believe, uh, Raj. Yeah. And he's kind of like, remember, I was the one who kicked Pluto out, so be careful what you tell me. Like, it's hilarious. But anyway... But in all seriousness, I give my actual coke to him because the guy is brilliant. And, you know, that is the type of people, person that we need to look up to and the type of person that we should be following on social media and looking into because he's a, a genius. Yeah. And, you know, just the, the, to hear him speak about astronomy and the cosmos and all that, it's just so interesting because yeah. people, I think, often don't realize how connected astronomy is with history. You know, Everything. he actually has a book now on that, on how um, astronomy and, you know, the cosmos were were so paramount in like wars and battles mm -hmm. because whether of the tides or like Guiding Magellan the stars. and, and yeah, the stars yeah. and all that. And, you know, he, he explained science in such an approachable way right. that even the a, a layman right. can, you know, in very Understand. layman's terms, can hear him speak and 
kind of got it. Right. So my quote goes to him, and I, you know, if, for those of you listening who don't know who he is or don't know too much about him, I really recommend looking him up, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he he's great at what he does, and and again he talks about science and in a way that we could all enjoy. And those should be the people that we look up to and give last cokes to. I agree. Now, my last soda is so not oh, at no. that level. But they are for two icons. Technically, okay. maybe three. Okay. Pimpinela? <laughs> What's the third? What would I don't the know. Pimpinela? I don't know. <laughs> so, if I've always said San Diego Comic Con is geek Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, this week we have New York Comic Con, which I guess would be like Geek Easter. Because mm-hmm. it's not as big, but it's still important. Mm-hmm. And they literally just announced this week that they are bringing back a comic, well, a comic with a new imprint via DC Comics called Wonder Comics. Mm -hmm. And one of the titles that they're bringing back is the Wonder Twins. (laughs) Turn into water. Shape of a gorilla. Shape of an ice bucket. bucket. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm giving my last soda, which Jan, one of the Wonder Twins, could probably keep very nice and ice Mm -hmm. cold. To the Wonder Twins, just because I feel it's a nice return to that, what we were talking about earlier, that feel good, that innocence. These are comics that are going to be aimed at a slightly younger audience, mm-hmm. but it's going to be bright and cheery, not violent and All I know gritty, of the Wonder so. Twins is from Super Friends, and yeah. I feel that that's enough because they were great on there. But that's that's where they premiered. They yeah. started on the on the Super Friends uh, cartoon show and then translated into, into, into comics. comics. Yeah. Oh, well, there yeah. we go. Only one of the handful of times that that's happened. Oh, well, look at them. They're trendsetters. They and, are trendsetters. And we, and we so easily dismiss them. Well, not we other people. Yeah. Well, I get it. I mean, who the hell wants a kangaroo with a bucket of water? <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. But so Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and the, Wonder, the Twins. Wonder Twins. There's they're a connection kind of there somewhere you know, if we some look at it. Cosmos, yeah. some yeah. something. Well, they're from space. Well, there we go. There, you go. there, there we go. There we go. Maybe, maybe, maybe he knows a little bit about them. So <laughs> anyway, well, this was a fun episode. Yes, it was. So as always, we hope everybody listened, laughed, and learned. And grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your piña. And thank you so much for joining us on episode 35 of Pero Let Me Tell You. All right, caballero. Bye. Bye. Have a great day. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 